Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Top Red Podcast um, with me, not Dave. Um, Dave's not here. Dave was a very last minute dropout, so um, I am doing it. I'm Josh, obviously, and I am joined today, thankfully, by Blaine and Shane. How are we, lads? Still recovering from the news, but doing better. Yes, the news. Shane, how do you feel about the news? The day the music died. Um, <clears throat> Dave's on Dave's on bereavement, technically, isn't he? But, uh, he took a compassionate day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's kind of... It felt very surreal for a while. This is this is clock leaving for anyone like randomly listening to this and not knowing what we're talking about. Uh, it's been how long's it been? It's been five, six days. It was, Almost uh, a week now. It was some starts of the week, wasn't it? Well, um, end end of the week was it the weekend? I can't remember. Yeah, Friday. It's like half eleven, something like that. And uh, yeah, just out of fucking bolt from the blue and. Um, I guess because we played a couple of games then, like, it's kind of like, you're kind of just getting on with it and you're trying out things like, oh, this is the last time we're going to play, well, it's not the last time we're going to play Chelsea under class, but like, you know, it's the last time for, you'll have a lot of games with them and, and, and stuff like that. And uh, it's like, yeah, just good to say, honestly, now that I'm, <laughs> now that I'm talking it out, I, I, I may never recover, but um, <laughs> yeah, just, and and, and this <laughs> I, is this I, this is only the start of February. I mean, imagine what it's going to be like in three and a half months' time. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, it's going to build and build, isn't it? It's going to be hellish. But yeah, Blaine, what can you do? Take the game. Blaine, do you think it's given us an extra edge over Man City that he's decided to say now um, he's leaving? Very hard to say at this point, isn't it? Really, I mean. I'm sure they'd have been desperate to win everything anyway. Maybe it does, but then you think about 13, 14, was that maybe over-emotional? Will it, will it get to a stage where it's, it, it gets to a desperation point? I don't know. It's too early to say, I think, but um, it definitely gives the players an extra incentive, but I, I think they'd have been desperate to do it all anyway. Um, with Klopp, he's obviously got the end in mind now of when he can play it all into this season, but I think the obvious is a reason they've chosen now. I think it felt a bit like a gut punch just because we were doing so well in everything and I think we all felt like it was 2.0 again and we're ready to go again for the next few years but Simon's right for him. That's kind of got to bite the bullet, haven't we, really? Sadly? Fucking nightmare for Blaine who spent all season trying to play it down. You know, it's like, oh, we don't need to win the league this season. We, you know, we just enjoy it. We'll see where it takes us and suddenly... It's just up the stakes. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. like we have to win. You know, it's like even I'm. It's gone too far for me now, Blaine. I'm on your side. I'm like, oh no, you know, we need to calm down. You know, we'll 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 see Klopp off with it with a second place. If anything, it'd be more fitting if you think about it. But uh, yeah, fucking. I, I think Josh, you've been kind of maybe more in the. You're in middle ground. I think I heard you say in the last episode where where Blaine was talking it down. I've been talking it up, and you were flitting from week to week. It felt like I've I've decided that. I, at the end of every game, I'm going to tell myself we won't win the league, and um, whatever happens, happens. Really, I I can't help but feel a little bit more buoyed by it after last night, and I'm sure we'll come on to it. But yeah, it's um, still think... still February is is how I'm going yeah. to 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 say it. 
this weekend was my natural kind of. We'll see where we're at after Arsenal. Yeah, you've always been consistent I thought, there. I think that's never. I thought Bournemouth, Bournemouth and Chelsea seem like re- two two winnable games, but tough games in the midst of obviously Afghan and then injuries and everything like that. I, we didn't know Bradley would step up and others would step up, but we've got them to out the way really convincingly. So the, the test is now this weekend. I think anything that isn't a loss is a good good result you can go from there get Salah back and then really attack the end of the season but this is it now for me I think to to get to this stage a positive result on Sunday and then take it from there really especially with the whole we only played them a few weeks ago and you know barring a pretty rough 30 minutes we turn them over pretty comfortably Um, do we want to talk about Norwich do we need to talk about Norwich if you were, you were not. We won. Nah. We won. We were, it were, it were, it were a off round game, wasn't it? We've got. Um, who have we got? In the Watford next round? Or Watford or Southampton. So we're through to the next round after that. Um, <laughs> obviously, the big game last night, we all talked about how vile Chelsea was, but Liverpool very, very convincingly turned Chelsea over 4 1. Um, it looked very much. I think me and Shane were talking before we came on that I, I thought Liverpool and Chelsea started the season very much in the same sort of mindset that it was something very new. Um, we'd obviously had a pretty poor season. It was a very much a rebuild. Chelsea had the new manager. First game of the season, obviously finished 1-1, but Liverpool completely turning Chelsea over at 4-1. Um, Shane, you watched it with a Chelsea fan. How was that experience? Oh yeah, top notch. I'd, uh, I'd recommend it. Um Chelsea fan who's, who's, I think, Bowley Co have beaten his love. I mean, he's a Chelsea fan, so his emotions aren't, you know, valid anyway. But um, all they have is hate. But um, yeah, uh, he's he's kind of disillusioned with the with the whole club. And uh, you were bringing it up actually at the start of the season because remember we played them first game of the season. That's some fucking contrast, isn't it? Both the two games and. I mean, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have really predicted these. You would have thought Chelsea were going for top four at the very least, wouldn't you? But uh, yeah, it's uh, the way we just completely brushed them aside, and as as Blaine said, kind of buoyed for yeah, kind of for the rest of the season. Because I know it's like you thought maybe there might be too much emotion, and it did feel like just from like sometimes you can tell by the fans and by the way the camera shakes on TV, like how much how much it shakes by like how much emotion there is, and you're fearing that like maybe. Would there be too much, or or, or this now? Even though it's only it, technically, it was still January now. It's February, but um, yeah, no, it was a fucking great win, and um, like I said, kind of having winning that and winning Bournemouth it puts you going into the big weekend game. Just like, just don't lose, and we're we're still in decent nick. Hard to argue. Um. I, I just thought it was it was you know the first first thirty minutes at Stamford Bridge, we were, you know, we'd not really approached an away game. I don't think against a side like Chelsea, like we had in that first thirty minutes. But I thought yesterday was just a complete um, continuation of that thirty minutes over ninety. I think they they had a little bit of a resurgence when we made four subs and I. I question whether making all four at the same time is the right thing to do because we lost a little bit of control for 10 minutes but ultimately nothing really came of it we can talk about the fact that they scored and probably should have had a penalty and it you know 3-2 could have been a different a different um 
a, a different scenario, but I, the whole thing was really. It was just, it was like this team had been together three or four years, um, compared to Chelsea. Chelsea look like they're paying for the the obvious mistakes that they've made. Um, Blaine, I'm sure you'll agree, there was one real standout last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you could really wax lyrical about all of them, but I mean, Connor Bradley, yeah, sensational. Um, just, I, I mean, it it kind of shocked me because I, I hadn't really watched much of him or heard much about him before he started his first game, which was was it against Fulham? His first his first start. Yeah, I think am so. I right in saying that? Um, and then he come in, he played well, and he. Even in that game, I thought he played well, but he kind of he's gone on another level since then, and he's he just looks he looks a bit like when Trent first come in. He's, he's just now he's brim with confidence. He's is you can tell he's had a year in in League One. He does all this natural defending really well, um, and yeah, you could just tell when he were running through, we were going to go in. You know, like so, like a bit like the Trent at Leicester one, where you could just tell this is going in. He just had an excellent performance. Even the little things, bits of defending against Mudrick when he came on. It was just a, a brilliant performance from him. And the, the fact that he steps up, it's a theme throughout the season of whenever players have need to step up, Gomez is another one, Endo, uh, Jota as well, um, since Salah's gone. We've just had everyone in the squad step up when we need to. And it's just a, it's really nice to see, and, it's, and especially when it's a youngster. Um, but yeah, he was sensational last night. I th- I, and the, the the best thing I thought was that I never really was worried that he was playing against Chelsea. I, I wasn't worried when Mudrick came on, um, because of he, he's he's garnered so much good grace over the last few games in terms of just the way he approaches things and uh, and just he seems to have a maturity about the way he plays. Um, and yeah, as you said, as soon as he got into that position where he was going to shoot, you just. You just knew he was going to take it. I think he. I think when he played for Bolton last year, he scored. He popped up with quite a few goals. So he's he's obviously not a bad, um, not a bad finisher and not bad in the in the attacking third. Two assists. The youngest player in uh, the Premier League for Liverpool to get two assists in a game since Trent Alexander Arnold, um, way back when. So Very good. That is a that's a, yeah an opt. Was not three goal involvements? I think because I think that was I think Trent did that at his age. Is that one well. Even so, it's you know the the, the like for like comparisons there, and I think the biggest credit you can give him is the fact that there are serious conversations about who starts on Sunday. Um, if you'd have said four or five games ago that we'd be thinking, is it going to be Conor Bradley or Trent Alexander Arnold away at Arsenal with Liverpool five points clear at the top, you'd have been laughing. But it's a genuine conversation. Where do you both see that one? It's a tough one. Um, like, yeah, it's tough. yeah it, it's credit to Bradley that he's um, that he's even made it a, a conversation, um, and and it's even tougher because we've actually it was only a, it, it was it was his first appearance, wasn't it? It was the cameo that Bradley made. It was kind of a bit of a maverick sub that Klopp made yeah, on him. And, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, him and Bobby Clark came on, and everyone everyone was like, it was only a short cameo, but like I was raving and others were raving about Bradley because. He did his defensive work up against he had two duels against Martinelli, and won them both like comfortably to the point where they stopped. They they like Martinelli just didn't get another look. They started going like the other side, but um, and he and he looked he looked good going forward as well. And he's only kind of just 
in that little bright cameo, he's kind of gone on leaps and bounds. But um, like that would be something to consider. I'd be like, it was a, I know, I know it's short, and he'll have to play Martinelli from the start and all that. But like, as, especially as like Martinelli is, is someone who Trent has struggled against, including in that same game. So it's like, but I, I assume Trent has to start. I was surprised he didn't against Chelsea, and I guess that's match fitness. But I, I, I would assume he's fit enough to go now after two sub appearances. So, um. Yeah, I suppose he, he, whoever starts, I'll, I'll be I'll be looking forward to them. But like, I won't be at all. Just like like I said, you weren't, you didn't feel unconfident with him starting at Chelsea, and and likewise Sunday. Um, I, just, I look forward to watching him play uh, as much as anything. It's kind of a, a joy to watch, as they say. But um, yeah, there's 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 the questions at the other fullback as well because Robertson's back now as well. He came on against Chelsea, and at the same time, um, in general, I'd be in no rush to be throwing him back in as a starter. And especially for this game as well, another favourable matchup, Gomez against Saka. We've already seen that go well in our favour, and and just kind of what Gomez has been able to give us in general. And um, we we maybe won't need the attacking width as much, and maybe Robertson is someone you can bring off the bench if we're chasing a goal and you get his attacking threat on. But um, yeah, there's there's selections, there's conversations to be had all over the pitch. But um, I guess maybe you could start both, but. Would you would you want to throw Trent Trent into midfield? It's still kind oh. of a has he started has he even started a midfield game this season? I can't remember. I don't, don't think, think so. I don't think he started in midfield. He's played more and more, I think, in you know, the last eight weeks. Um, sub wise. Um and I think you're talking about starting in midfield, but I think a lot of credit uh, needs to be given to Alexis McAllister over the last oh, few games. Yeah. Uh Bournemouth and yeah. Chelsea were just well, they were nothing short of incredible uh, for me. Not sure how uh, much praise you'd give him to that level, but I, 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 there were a lot of conversations at the start of January where we needed number six. He's done for me uh, plenty to kind of say that's that's his position comfortably now. Would you agree? Do you remember how much we used to talk? I think a lot of this podcast we spent how long talking about. Who will we get in January? Will it be Andre? Will it be Polina? And and like I, I genuinely don't think we've talked about that since like the start of December or earlier because it's just his form and the midfield Endo. and the team in general. Yeah, Endo, Endo was fucking. Even by the time Endo left, we were like, can McAllister get back in? I think it's just like we've seen a few times under Klopp. It's when a team's going good, and you've seen it under other managers as well. But it's like when a team is just in that kind of groove, it's like. You could you feel like one of us could go into the team and we'll do a job, you know, it's just like every, everything works. But um but to give McAllister his praise, like he's been he's been amazing. I was one of his biggest doubters from earlier in the season. I was like, Why are we doing this? This isn't working. I, I didn't think he had this I didn't think he had this kind of level in him, to be honest. Like especially the defensive stuff, just winning fucking everything and, and, and I did say when he had a good game early in the season, I think it was like at home to to Villa or someone, and I was like well, when he plays like that, when he's perfect, when he wins all his duels and his passing is fucking brilliant as it was against Chelsea and Bournemouth, you're like, well, yeah, this is like having peak Fabinho where it's just, the midfield is just shut down, you know, defensively and we're set up attackingly and then everything else just kind of flows from there, you know, and he's been perfect. And if he's, if he's that, if he brings anything like that level on Sunday, like we're going to have another, that, that, that's how kind of important his position is and when he's not having a good game, that's why it sticks out so much. But yeah, like fair fucks to him. He's he's been unbelievable. I, I, like another one, I, I just love watching him play now. 
I thought the whole midfield performance um, yesterday, in 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 particular, was was monstrous. Really, I thought all three. I thought we saw a slightly more reserved Sabozlai, who maybe wasn't quite sprinting. Quiet, he, I, I quite liked it there in the fact that he wasn't just sprinting everywhere, waiting for his hamstring to blow up. It seemed yeah. to be a lot more um, mature. One touch, just one touch build up, wasn't it? And yeah, then, and, it, it, and then he like he pops up in the box rather than because if it felt like he would have been doing that Bradley thing before, it would have been him like hammering down the right wing, mm. but he just. He gets the goals into the box instead, and it was I thought nice, him, nice goal from him. And Jones rotated quite nicely. Jones pops up in the right yeah. at times. Sobers on the left. They're a very and... versatile three, aren't they? I didn't yeah. think. I think from the especially the two eights, they, they seem to be able to do whatever the game needs them to do. Uh, Jones yeah. is really good at that, but I think Sobers picking it up now more and more. He obviously with Bradley going uh, high and wide as he did, he, he picked up really good positions. Sobers and they're just a. A I think by the time he got injured, he was he was still doing all the physical stuff, but he kind of off the boil on the ball. Mm. Um, mm. But hopefully, I think the injury might have been well timed, and actually, probably needed a bit of a rest. Yeah. Um, sometimes an injury can come at a nice time, and I think that hopefully it has for him. Uh, and that and we've seen it early in the season. Our best performances came with those three. I don't think it's any surprise that you know that is the the first choice for, uh, midfield three, but. As you said, I think on McAllister again. I think when when you envisage McAllister in six, I think that is these are the two performances probably Klopp envisaged in his mind as this is what he wants from him. Um, when when he when everything's purring, he's just he's just unreal in that position. And I think a lot of his earlier struggles in games were more I think more on the ball than anything else. I think you were having I think Wolves the one where he was just really mm. sloppy on the ball, and you were thinking, well, you're more worrying about him off the ball and stuff like that. But he was. Having games where he'd have forty-five minutes where he'd just be the sloppy, and then you'd see a bright forty-five minutes, but he seemed to put that together, and he seemed to be more of a monster in terms of the few times where you think, "How's he even got out of that with the ball?" or "How's he managed to make a tackle there?" He was just all over Chelsea midfield, and we they were embarrassed in that midfield uh, two of Chelsea. Well, three, if you want to count Conor Gallagher, whatever he were doing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I thought yeah. that I thought Chelsea were pathetic, to be honest. Um, do you remember how good Enzo was in the first game of the season? Do you remember they like you're saying that like we had a good start to the game at Stamford Bridge and they just kind of took over and Enzo Fernandez was like running it and I don't think Caicedo Ka- didn't play that game, had he? I think Chelsea had no. I think I think the I think the dust was still settling. I don't think if, I forget if he'd signed for them officially or not. It, but it just it just turned that he wanted to go to Chelsea kind of thing and they hadn't officially gone through, but it was yeah. But they were so who the fuck did I think it was Gallagher and Enzo in a two that day or I think Carney Chukwemeka was was playing as well. But like yeah, I think it was. Yeah, Caicedo like like because the 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 second goal yesterday I think Caicedo like goes to intercept it, but like he goes to intercept it, but it just bounces off him, and it's McAllister who takes it really tidily and just feeds Diaz like, and that was just like a contrast. It's like. We got the guy on the release clause for like a cut price deal, and there's the guy that we tried to break the bank for, and Chelsea did break the bank for, and it's like, you know, even even if he turns out good, Caicedo, like he's just he's just a body, do you know, like he, he can just yeah. he can do he can do a bit of everything. He can tackle, he can pass. He's he's not going to score many, even though I know he's like a DM, but like it's not like he's got like a wicked shot like McAllister or anything. And then, like, I was noticing as well. I think I think I have like PTSD when we started playing Chelsea. I have PTSD from 
when I, like the ball was going into their midfield and I was looking at our like attackers picking it up between the lines and I was waiting for like a blue shirt to just come in and swarm them and harass them and harry them and I was like oh they don't have Kante anymore I know he's I don't think he, he left this summer did he, he, he left did he leave this summer was it in was my last yeah, I think so. I think he only went to Saudi this summer because that, that was when the exodus happened. But I was like, yeah, like he's not, my point is, he's not Kante. Do you know, he's just kind of, he at, at his best, he's still just a guy. So it's mad to think, uh, like, you know, we, we could have got him and we got Endo and we got Gravenberg and like Endo's outperformed them in, in, even in the limited minutes he's had. Gravenberg is still like kind of a, a project that we're working on and like, and, and like what the money that we have left over from that deal as well. That's, Basically, the money that we spent on McAllister, um, you know, like we we got all these players when we could have spunked on him, and now like we've got just these three lads per. And yeah, that that is our first choice midfield. And that's why you wouldn't be. It's not like we need Trent to go in there. So kind of back to the Bradley and Trent thing. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't be putting Trent in midfield either way. But um, yeah, the the midfield is just it's just Pern, and then if you need options to come in off the bench, we have them, and it's uh, yeah, just a nice position to be in. Uh, you mentioned um, <clears throat> Diaz as well, another one who seems to have just turned a corner. Um, another really, really solid game uh, yesterday. Seems to be making the right decisions again. I think the whole team as a whole seemed to be more direct. Uh, I thought we went through a very, very stodgy patch before Christmas where it was very... I think we all complained about it a little bit, that it was a bit dull and monotonous. Yeah, I think Liverpool have found this... Um, perfect blend between having a lot of control of the game while also picking the moments and we're picking a lot of moments I think to hit that direct ball and it doesn't have to be direct obviously doesn't mean back to front long ball it just seems the midfield has that ability now which I think if if there was ever a criticism of the the great Liverpool team that won the league was that it was it was safe in midfield it seems to have found that ability and as we've said the versatility of that midfield three to just break lines and get the team turned facing our the opposition goal and attacking really really quickly and making really quick decisions on the ball which we we seem to be missing and it all just seems to tie into a trend that this team is is growing and it's learning and it's it's developing as the season goes on, I think the the whole <clears throat> the whole team seems tactically so flexible. It, it looked like everyone was being forced to play a certain way at the start of the year, and now it's a case of you you, you see Joe uh, Gomez, sorry, inverting from left back into midfield, but then you also see him bombing past the left winger, and you see the centre mid, the left uh, centre midfielder going out on the left wing as Diaz roams roams around. It just seems so much more fluid and flexible, and really hard to stop and. And I just think it's a really, really nice feeling to have turning over such a, you know, I think they are still a good quality team, Chelsea, going into perhaps the potentially what could turn out to be the biggest game of the season. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, th- I think Diaz, I was happy for him to get the goal because I think he does, like I think Jod- since Jada's come back, he's just been the man, Do you know, he's he's looked like the senior guy, especially with Salah away and then Nunes I think is like consistently a threat like he was kind of like a part I mean he's always like a parody of himself but like watching it with my friend yesterday he was like oh yeah Nunes is mad and I was like yeah and we were doing like a shot counter and he had like 
four. It was like it's kind of like the start of the Luton game, except we didn't go off the boil. Where he had like four shots first fifteen minutes. He had six shots inside the first twenty minutes. Uh, he doesn't score, but he makes a goal, misses the penalty. Um, I feel like Nunes and Jota are still like, you know, I'd have them nailed on every game, and Diaz still. He, his level has gone up a bit, but I think he still looks like the most obvious one you'd drop out if you had a big yeah. game tomorrow and, and, and Salah was back. And it's kind of Diaz and Gakpo are kind of fighting to... I think they suffer from the same thing a little bit where they, they're just kind of... Or maybe maybe they're kind of the opposite of each other where Diaz will be involved in it a lot but won't have a lot of impact. He'll get a lot of touches, he'll pick it up deep, he'll link, but there's just not a lot of threat. Whereas Gakpo feels like he can go missing for half an hour but then he'll pop up and he'll have like a really nice turn or a touch or a shot, and he he might even score a goal. And like, I think Gakpo was maybe going a bit clear of him, but at least like Diaz kind of chipping in with these goals. I was looking at he's got eight for the season now, four in the league and two in Europe and one in each of the cups. And like you know, there were not nothing like like that that one yesterday is kind of like a garbage time goal or whatever. But like you said, it's kind of like the 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 tide kind of whatever that phrase is. The tide rises all the boats, you know, like the it's brought his kind of base level up a bit to where, you know, he plays Bradley and nicely and he's he's just contributing. Whereas, like I said, maybe pre-Christmas we were looking a bit blunt and he was the epitome of that. But, um, yeah, I think Jota just deserves, like, even the first goal, like, Jota just, like, says, I'm just going to barrel through you. And, you know, he, everyone could see what he wanted to do and they just couldn't stop him. And he's just, like, he's been, like, the senior man as, as the kind of, because he came in when it was the original front three, but like the team level never seemed to drop when he came in. He's always, he's just always been good. Um, I know, like, we, maybe we'll get into it. Like, uh, Josh was slaughtering him at the start of the season, whereas Blaine was slaughtering Diaz, and you kind of had your camps. But, like, yeah, like without Salah there, Jota really does feel like the <coughs> the, the main man. And then I'm, I'm Nunes as well is, is pretty good. I'm willing to hold my hands up over Jota, but I. I think I said in the last episode, sorry. Um, a lot of that is because he has actually tidied up a lot of inconsistencies has, in his yeah. game. I mean... The, the... I, I do think, though, Jim, like when he first come through, I don't... I think he had a lot of what he's showing now in, in that first spell. I think when... in the, Was it the COVID season? There was a spell where he were really good and he was kind of scoring every week for us. I remember a goal he got at Brighton where he was really nice, tidy goal. He gets past two yeah. or three and slots it in. And then obviously the the run he has when Salah leaves in Afghan and man in the quadruple chasing season as well. He, I think he had a little rough spell between injuries um, where he just looked a bit off the boil. But then again, it's kind of where I think everyone looks a bit off the boil. It's easier to come in and raise your game. I think when it's when it's like this. But yeah, he's 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 very scruffy. But it's I think someone compared it to Suarez. How Suarez was very scruffy, but it always seems to work. It always seems to bobble. For him. That was a Suarez um, goal last night, wasn't yeah. it? Where it's just like kicking it through the legs, <laughs> and it's just like it's uh, like people who love, who idolise Eden Hazard, and they think Salah's scruffy, and I uh, therefore he's crap. It's like oh, they, like that kind of goal must kind of disgust them. But it's like I, I love that Glenn Johnson story when he uh, he started training with Suarez, and like the first session, like Suarez like kicked it off his legs and then nutmegged him, and he's like, oh, you poxy bastard, and then. When he's when he was doing it every single day, to realize, oh no, he actually he means this. You know, this is an actual skill. It's like the kind of street footballer, scruffy kind of skill. And yeah, but him him being able to do that then kind of offset, like you know, but yeah, just like yeah, he has that kind of mentality and the thing of like I'm just going to score anyway. And 
yeah, he, he's always going. He's never going to be fucking Firmino. You know, he's he's kind of the opposite. But uh, yeah, he. Uh, I think he's found his place in the system as well, where he 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 picks it up between the lines. You know, he's not going to do like amazing passes or anything. Although he's like he does create a lot as well. I think, but his main thing, as it was at Wolves, was just picking up in between the lines or picking up in space, and he's really good ball carrier. You know, and then he can like that Brighton goal you're saying he can. He can weave between people. He can get a shot off, and yeah, he just he, he just has that kind of reliability to him now, um, where it'd be him and Nunes and Salah, and then you're like looking at the other two to trying to chip in here and there. People know with Nunes is that's why Nunes has been so important because he occupies so much space and worries the defender so much. It allows Jot to pick it up in those little areas where he has a bit of pocket space and can can drive forward. Whereas I think when it's Gakpo or Diaz that he plays with, or both of them, kind of, both of them can be yeah. tough. Can't they? Like I think, yeah, I think yeah. they both played at Sheffield away, and it was like, Jesus, this is a yeah, fucking. Yeah. As, well, as, soon, as soon as Nunes comes on, as soon as Nunes comes on, it's like, oh yeah, everything's happening now. You know, he he really does just create space and occupy people. I think that's the only that's the only thing is because for me, Nunes is the one. He, whatever you think of him, I think when he starts, it makes it easier for the others. Well, and yeah. I think because he, he's so he unique, I think when. Gakpo starts. So I think Gakpo Diaz with Nunes and one over is fine. It's just Nunes seems to be the one for me that you kind of have to get in there. I think the balance of it without Nunes is a bit more questionable. But obviously, there's, you have to pick your games for it. But um, yeah, I think they, they've definitely got a partnership. And he's actually looked really good off the right. There was a period where we didn't know who would play off the right when Salas wasn't there. But I think that little partnership them two have had has made it pretty clear that he's, that's his spot until Salah comes back. And it's worked really well. Uh, I think it probably will be the same from free, I imagine, for the weekend. Yeah, you'd hope so. Anyway, because I was actually thinking at the start of the season, I was like, I think me and a lot of other people were like, yeah, Diaz is first choice left wing, Gakpo is first choice. It wasn't even just me, to be fair. Klopp wasn't, like, Nunes was on the bench. and, and like, Yeah, yeah. We we're like, oh, Gakpo will be Firmino 2.0, you know, false nine. And, uh, like, J- Jada, like, I don't think many people had him starting, I guess, because... You forget he he went a year without scoring, didn't he? He was coming off the back of that last season. He like he went from like April to April without scoring, even though like there was obviously a long injury in there because he always seems to have one. But um, whereas now, like yeah, like Nunez and Jada and Salah, that's kind of for the foreseeable. But you know, like like Nunez would have to completely drop off, and like Jada as well. You know, the, their level is just so high. But then like Diaz and 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 Gakpo have shown they can be decent off the bench as well. So it's just in in a nice position, but. I guess it's like, who do you start at Arsenal? Like, do you have any thoughts? Like, Gakpo or Diaz? I'm, I'm kind of like, whatever with them, whoever think, he thinks. I think you've got to take into account the, the, the obviously the cup game where the first half was very, very bitty and I don't think Jota starts that one. He comes on. But obviously, mm-hmm. when we change it around second half, I think Nunes gives Ben White a terrible time. I think, obviously, on the other side, I think Diaz played really well off the right that day, actually. And then Jota was very, mm-hmm. very good. They come on through the middle, so... Um, whichever way you do it, I think that's the front three Arsenal won't win a couple of against. I mean, it's a bit unfortunate for Gakpo to miss out on two straight, but I really don't see how... I think he struggles with Gakpo in, in these sort of games is what, what's he going to offer in terms of that threat, but I don't know. He may, he may start him. I'm not I'm not too sure. I think Gakpo's the one for me at the minute I've got probably the most questions about. But, yeah. It, I, besides that, everything's looking quite positive at the minute. Isn't it? I think he will start Nunes. I think he'll start the, the same Yeah, I three. think that's guaranteed. I that, think he yeah. will, but I could also see a world in which he plays Gakpo off the left, Jota in the middle, and Diaz on the right. 
just to have Nunes coming on after an hour. As I said, don't think he will. I think um, the, the the volume that Nunes offered yesterday is enough to kind of suggest that he's not going to have a game where he has 11 shots and hits the woodwork four times and not score again, you'd like to think. Um, especially with David Raya in goal. Um so yeah, I'm pretty confident it'll start, but I could I could also see I could see the logic of you know Gapo off the left and and Jota through the middle because I think Jota is the closest one who's able to replicate that kind of that volume and almost almost yeah. chaos um, that Nunes playing through the middle offers. But I you need you, you need maximum threat in behind as well, don't mm. you? Because that's how we turned the, that's how we turned the tide against them. Didn't yeah. they? they just they had us completely boxed in, and we were like, we're still going to try pass through you and it just wasn't happening I think Elliot started right wing as well and got yeah. midfield and it was just like uh, this is switch them around and, and get some threat so like but yeah hopefully he goes as you say it, it felt like that all season where he, he picks a team that's not really working but then but then he, he the manager clocks it kind of mid game and makes the adjustments and then we we go from there so it'll be interesting to see does he want to kind of rope a dope it a little bit does he want to Hopefully not. Just I think just start Nunes. Don't overthink it. Don't be like, oh, he could come on, like because you don't necessarily want Nunes to come on if we're chasing the goal as well. You'd like him to to go on in early while there's as much space as possible while they're trying to press. And I don't, yeah, like I don't think he's a great. Wise. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's a necessarily great sub in, in your bigger games either. Really, um, I remember in the yeah. in the reverse in the reverse game, he, he comes on and I think that the subs in general kind of you know probably didn't help us really, but. I think Gakpo in that game um, just doesn't really ever get properly involved. And it's almost like we were playing for Nunes to be there, but asking Gakpo to do it. And he just couldn't really ever do it. Um, so for me, it, it kind of has to be that front three. And I think the team generally picks itself other than the fullbacks, doesn't it, I think? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and even that, yeah, it's, it's Bradley or Trent, and I guess. I guess it has to be Trent unless he's still not fit. But um, yeah, it should be the same midfield. I think the subs were made nice and early. I mean, like, what, what yeah. surprises? What, what, I'm thinking, what surprises could he spring? Like, Elliot could maybe randomly start in midfield with, if Sabozla is still being managed. But um, yeah, I, th- I think we don't. Have, I think we don't actually have that many options in midfield. Otherwise, do we? We still obviously the two Spanish lads are gone and uh, no. Endo's gone. Yeah, goes and... apparently back somewhere around in training. Um, yeah, I don't know what he's training, but he's back. No pictures. He'll no be pictures he'll, of him. He'll be injured just before the cup final. We we uh, we took our nephew for his first ever game at the Norwich game, and he asked us uh, where is Thiago, and, and nobody oh, could answer no. the question. We asked old, him. Everyone looked around. He's about he? five, and he went, "Where's Thiago?" And I said, "It's a very good question because I have no idea." That's I've cool that he knows sight of the man. I've not even seen pictures. That's cool that he knows Thiago, but it's a bit like you're gonna have to tell him Santa's and really like Thiago's injured. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like Santa. He's, he believes in him, but he's never actually seen him. Um, and at one <laughs> he point, he might come on. Yeah. yeah, he's making an injury list. He's <laughs> missing it twice. <laughs> Uh, he's looking for yeah. at home. That's what that lad's looking for. Well, the Tiago Santa Cara or whatever. I, I think I, I don't. 
yeah. Uh, that's cool that he knows Thiago, but yeah, that's a shame for him. It's like, <laughs> oh, <look> at, <laughs> you're like, you're like trying to distract him. He's like, oh, look at McAllister. Look, he's good. <laughs> um, Curtis yeah, Jones is press know. resistant, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, anyway, moving on to Arsenal then. I think we, we've we've had our cathartic um, demolition of Chelsea. Um, I still think they're a little bit odd as a team, Arsenal. Um, I, I think it's fair to say I, I've never particularly rated them as highly as a certain yeah. podcast host <laughs> might have. Um, how That's do you where feel- he is tonight. He's, he's, on, he's, on, he's on our plug or something. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about it Sunday? Because I feel weirdly calm. Um, I think for now I'm, I'm going to be shitting it later. I'm going to be shitting yeah. it free kickoff because it's not going to be a nice game. I have this thing where I just think narrative takes over and it just makes sense for it for a league title title race. It makes sense for them to win it if that makes any sense. So I always thought we'd get beat by City in the eighteen nineteen season away. I just thought it made too much sense for City to win that game. So it kind, I'm kind of worried in that perspective. But I think they're quite an insecure bunch, Arsenal, and I think for them. It, it does kind of feel like a must-win for them because if you think they've got well, to go to the Etihad, and um, it, yeah, it's five points now. So if they don't win, it, what it, the, the best scenario is it stays five points for them, and then they've got a tough run in towards the end of the season. And there's no that's their way to make up points on us, other than relying on other teams. And obviously, you don't want to be doing that. Um, and yeah, you know, I watched them against Forest, and they were good. They controlled the game. You always thought they'd win, but there's just something about them where you kind of watch them and just think, well. They're a really good team, but no one stands out. I'm not necessarily worried about anyone in particular. Um, I don't think they've got that superstar, and I just think they'll, they'll draw the odd game here and there. I think someone uh, said they're a bit like Tuchel's Chelsea from when it were Liverpool City and Chelsea that year, mm. and I think they are a better version of that, but they do have a I bit just, of that about them. Do you feel, do you feel they, they're set up to be... Their, their best players seem to be held back, and... It's it almost seems too structured. It's almost like he's gone Arteta's gone too too pep and everything is too has to be perfect. And I think it was always level at Liverpool, wasn't it? They're easy to they're easy to set up against. Which was never particularly true, I don't think. But I would say it is actually quite easy to set up against Arsenal. That's what that's why I had the, the Tuchel thing because I think like in terms of if you're if you're City or Liverpool playing them, it's gonna be horrible. But if you're someone in the bottom ten, you can feasibly mm. set up in a way that's really gonna frustrate them and you could probably come out with a, a decent result or come out with a draw or a narrow defeat. Whereas I think when you're playing a Liverpool or a City, I think it's much harder for those bottom ten teams to kinda of get anything. Like you watched them against West Ham and Fulham and it just seemed like they were never gonna score. It, and I don't think you ever, even if Liverpool get beat, the kind of it's a barrage of attacks. Same with City, with Arsenal, it's going to be horrible to play them on Sunday. But long term, I just don't really think they've got it in them to win the league, unless something they, drastically changes. They've been better attacking wise than their like goals column was just. It's because their their forwards have been missing chat. Like Jesus is just like chronically bad finisher, you know, like always has been. Well, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't. He doesn't enjoy scoring goals. So, do you say that? Yeah, he literally came out and said scoring, scoring goals isn't his strongest thing. It's like, okay, you're the number nine for a team I just that's trying to. I saw the fucking to... face he pulls all the time. He's, like, <laughs> oh, he's in con- constant, that all 
constant yeah, state of anguish. Oh, we'll have to start retweeting the TikTok, won't we? Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, th- that's a good show about them kind of being a bit like Tuckles Chelsea. I'd say they're a little less, they're a bit more control-based. Yeah, I think, yeah, think they're a better version. I think they've got elements to them like that, like in terms of... They, they couldn't win the European Cup, though. They couldn't win the... They yeah, couldn't, like, that's true. win Champions League the way that Tuckles yeah. team could. But, they're, but they're, they're, a lot, they're, they're a lot better set up to accumulate points in the league. Yeah, I think men- mentality-wise, I'd back Chelsea just as a club over Arsenal. I think that's the thing as well. If we if we maybe got an early lead or something and it was 60, it's a 60 and we're 1-0 up, I think like in terms of the crowd, the, the manager, the players, I think they'd be really, really on edge. Whereas I think... The fans will just leave early, won't they? The fucking well, stadium was empty by the by the full time in the West Ham game, like, you know. I was surprised when I actually were for the cup game when obviously they should have been one or two up at half time, but they say the crowd just seemed flat like they were just waiting for us to score in the second that's half. Their, that's their fans though, isn't it? Like their fans are always a bit a bit like the team. Like it, it, it's they're a bit fucking flaky, a bit flighty when they're when they're going good guns, they're they're giving it the big one and, and that can propel them sometimes, but you know, they can they can crack as well, you know. So like like I said, if we got an early goal or an early lead it'd be It'd be very interesting to yeah to see how see how they play. Likewise, if they get an early goal, they could be rocking, and we might have to yeah, hang on. So I, yeah. I I I wouldn't like to see us. I'd be very content with us. Uh, we probably won't. We're probably going to go and try and play our way out. But I suppose that's actually, that's actually probably the argument for Trent is that the long pass and he can get us out consistently. Um, but uh, yeah, like just. They could. It's one of them where they could. They they can. They they nearly did blow us away in the cup. Like it ends up like a two 0 win for us. And the talk is like, oh yeah, where we have that mentality. But like they were just they were missing chances for fun in the first half. Didn't put them away, and then we score. An, we we get an own goal off them. You know, we come into it and and, and this and that. But um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting tactically. Um, but yeah, like you you you'd nearly say just kick it to them and say go ahead try and. Try and break us down. It'll be set pieces because yeah, yeah. that, that's how they scored Anfield. I, I'm struggling to remember the Anfield game until you brought it up, and I'm I'm still trying to remember what it was like. But it is set pieces. Really, is their it's their X factor. So try not to give away stupid fouls or cheap corners, things like that. Even throw-ins there. You saw that for the Forest goal. They they worked, and and they're doing it in the cup game as well. They they try and work like chances from. From around the box, but um, from throwing that, shit like that. But. I think with the with the, the home game as well, they was really content with a draw, which which didn't help. Obviously, Trent has that chance, and we have a spell of twenty minutes where we're on top and never really make full advantage of it. I think Spursley and Salah were a bit sloppy that day in terms of the final ball and stuff like that. But this is one of them where the longer it goes on, especially with a lead in the win, the more it suits us, and the more they might get desperate. And I think that's where if you one up or you nil nil, you can maybe go and take advantage of it but it is a it's a difficult one and it? it's not going I to think be a draw I think I think it is um Ian Wright was saying it's on I was listening to the overlap and he was like they were like oh it's must win and he was like nah it's just must not lose because I guess the, a lot that, it, out, it? yeah yeah like it is it is for both teams it's must not lose especially because of Arsenal win it, it, it literally becomes a three horse title race and um, like we can kind of take the point and I think be okay with it. If push comes to shove, they obviously need to win more because they're five points off. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be especially like if we go, if we, if we're not trying to play it out with like Gakpo or, or whatever. If, if we, if we just sit in and 
put new put start Nunez high on Ben White and and Jota like I mean Jota plays on the right, but he he really just plays striker, doesn't he? He just goes yeah. wherever he wants basically. Um, and then Diaz, yeah, Diaz right wing could be, especially like if it's Zinchenko, like he could be one of the few fullbacks left in the league who Diaz could actually give problems to him and Ashley Young. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting from that point of view. And then you just back our midfield to to be physical and run around and win their battles. And then when they have a bit of time to put their foot on the ball, they'll have a bit of quality to 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 release the guys. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be throwing Robertson back in like I said at the start. I'd Stick yeah. with Gomez and um, yeah, get Trent in there. See if he can get us out with some passes. I yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Completely agree with everything. I just um, <clears throat> I don't think it will be a game where we go one up early. Unfortunately, however, however lovely that would be. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel. For some reason, I feel weirdly really confident. I think their heads are all over the place. I think ours aren't. Um, and I just think we're a better team than they are. We're flying, aren't we? Like, like yeah. we just demolished two teams for... What do we beat Brighton? Or Bournemouth 4-0, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, and... You know, we, we, we've just demolished two... Well, they're mid-table teams, but they're supposed to be good teams. But, you know, we're like... But you kind of it again, the, o- the only time we lost was nine men against Tottenham in North London, and and that just <laughs> that just sounds insane, doesn't it? You, you know, when when it was you know October November, you kind of thought, oh, there's plenty of the season left, and yeah, there still is. But we're in February now, and we've lost one game, and it's nine men against Tottenham. It, it's just and, and- incredible what we've done. The past month or a month and a half, the performance levels have drastically gone up. I mean, I don't think we're... I think the start of December, were quite, we were quite poor, scraping by. I think Sheffield United was one of them. Palace were quite bad, but we got through it. But since maybe United at home, I think that West Ham performance from then on, we've been, been really, really good. Um, so you're just hoping it carries on. And after Arsenal, it's, we've got a nice, nice enough February. I know we have got a trip to Brentford in there, but... I just think we'll go win at Brentford this this season for some reason. I just think we're going to win every game. I know we're not. We probably won't win every game, but we've reached that point again, haven't we, where we just think you're going to win. Um, yeah, it's just the defence is still not perfect, but it's still it's it's, it's pretty high level. And but it's not Allison, and then and I, I, we were saying last week it's it's we've we've. We've gone away from that point where we're having to rely on Allison producing wonder yeah. saves to keep a clean sheet. Uh, yesterday we shouldn't have conceded. I still maintain Harvey Elliott was just being a bit mental when he came on and left a huge. That was his fault, wasn't it? Was gaping hole was, in midfield. He, he was on. He was. He was pressing. I don't know how he got over there because the, the highlight didn't go back that far. But he was like left centre mid, and then he followed the ball all the way over to what was supposed to be his position, right centre mid. But by that time. He was, ahead, like ran of, through and he was ahead of Nunez pressing. And it's just like, what are you doing? Just hold your shape, it's 3-0. But anyway, that's that's to be expected when you make four changes at once, I think. It, it can just it can disrupt your rhythm for ten minutes or so. Um <clears throat> but yeah, we had they had four shots. Chelsea had four shots and we had twenty eight. Um, and they look at our shot count at Anfield recently, and it's it's touching thirty or exceeding thirty most weeks. And 
I know we're not at Anfield, but you'd like to think we'd be able to not be a complete opposite away from home. We will create chances against Arsenal. I'm sure they'll have chances against us. But if you put, if you pitch the three players, the front players from each team, and said you, you know, your front three has five chances, and your front three has five chances, I, th- I think I'd be very confident that it's our front three that would come on out on top. That's before you factor in the goalkeeper. Um, I think it could be one of those games that is the team that 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 that, that takes the chances more and. Obviously, watching Nunez yesterday was frustrating more than anything for himself. Uh, we get Gar- we get Darwin Nunez on a good day, and Arsenal could be in real trouble. I think. Yeah, as you're saying, oh, you'd fancy Archery, and I was like, mm. no, I'd, I'd fancy Nunez <laughs> if he got five chances. I'd fancy him to miss all five and then still go again for a sixth one, and then set up someone else. You know, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, you, you were saying before about how, like, just when we were saying how the like, Tuchel team, it was uh, Arsenal fan Dave, actually, he made a really good point <laughs> a month or two ago, where he said the thing of, like, he, he, he was basically saying, like, uh, you know, you think of the way they played last season, they were so good, Arsenal, like, attacking, they were so flowing, and, you know, it was just, they were just a bit weak at the back in terms of personnel. And it's like, you've signed Declan Rice, and he, the idea, he should be able to, like, cover that ground, he's an upgrade on the, the fucking criminal they had back there and like Saliba's kind of going up a level and like, like why would you not just play the same style but now you've got Declan Rice there, you know, instead of you've got Declan Rice and we're going to lock the door and we're going to put Timber at left back as was originally the plan you know, we're going to just completely like they're just kind of, I said, do the pep thing but it's like, if they just like tweak the balance a bit, you could see them being like very serious. But as it is, they're kind of they're, they're doing the pep thing with a sprinkling of Pulis. Yeah, no, they are. They're fucking uber stoked. Like it's just big lads and set pieces, and if we I get an open I, goal. I can't believe how quickly goal. they get all of their players behind the ball. <laughs> like they don't really yeah. press; they just retreat. And it's like it's probably why they've got a decent defensive record because they don't actually. All they do ah, is they defend. They're they're like a but like. When when you like challenge them, or when they challenge you to play out, I think they are like one of the best pressing teams going as mm. they showed in the in the cup game. But um, just don't let them do that. Just fucking that's how we scored the Salah goal. You it. know, it was like yeah, just kick it over top of them. Like we have the passers, we have the runners, so just don't overcomplicate it. But it'll it'll be interesting to see how how that plays out tactically. But uh, predictions. Ooh. Um... 3-1 and I'm going to say Jota to score first. Oh, 3-1 wow yeah Blaine uh, oh, that's tough that um... oh god right so if I'm negative I get shot down if I'm positive I get shot down no I, I mean it's tough to um, to predict sorry oh, I wasn't god. going on your what say uh, I think 1-0 oh, I'm going to go with Surprisingly, Diaz. Ooh, oh. I, don't, I don't like the prospect of a 1-0. <laughs> yeah, J- Jada. It feels like Jada has to score, doesn't he? It's his backyard, um, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I was going to predict a draw, but fuck it. I might as well say... 3-1's <laughs> a nice show. I'd say 2-1. Um, 2-1's worse than a 1-0, I think, in terms yeah. of nerves. 
Well, it depends what order and when it happens, but yeah. I'd love it to be two one and we win it in the ninety fifth. Oh, oh I wouldn't. I'd rather just a nice nice two nil up and they get a late late ninety fourth minute consolation. No, that's horrible. Then. No, that's I love nah, it. I love fine. a last minute winner away at a title. I challenge. love a last minute winner, but I want eighty eight minutes in. <laughs> You'll have hated it up until then. Um but yeah, that's yeah, it's good to see we all we all fancy us. I think I think had had we not like played and won so well the last two league games, maybe we'd be a bit more trepidated. But we, we do just feel And and if we hadn't beaten them a month unbeaten. ago. Yeah, no, but wasn't... As, uh, I think the, I think there was more to that game than the scoreline suggests. I think they were. It, it was funny to like slag them off, but I think they were actually they they could have blown us away in the first half and might have to weather a similar storm on Sunday. But hopefully not. Uh, hopefully we make the the tweaks that we need to. But if that's the football, if that's the the games out of the way, it will be time for a quick clap oh, chatter. Oh. I, I, I think it was before oh. we press record. Me and Blaine were saying like. Where were you when you found out? I was like, our, our fucking JFK moment. You know, where were you, Josh? <laughs> I was at work and I checked my phone on my break and I had a text message from my brother and it said, he must be ill. <laughs> um, so I, so I, I, was, I was thinking, hey, what's happened here? Um, and yeah, then I went on uh, Twitter and I just saw meltdown. I was like, "Oh my god, what's happened?" And then yeah, I just scrolled back through the absolute vial and saw um, somebody somebody tweeted something like, "How will Liverpool, you know, replace Klopp?" I'm like, "All right, we've still got a couple of years." <laughs> scrolled down again and then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> found it. It's like, "All ah, right, what's the rush, lads? What is the rush?" Yeah, <laughs> that's why. So um, yeah, that was me. That was me finding out at work. Uh, through my brother prophe- uh, prophesizing about um, the manner of the departure. Yeah, I think, uh, as I said to Blaine, I, well, I was in bed because I'd been up early for a, a medical procedure. And I think as I tweeted out at the time, it's like, oh, yeah, I had a medical appointment today. It's a shame I, I, I anesthetic. It's a shame I woke up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, this, 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 that would have been more more peaceful way to go out. But um, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's yeah. Like like we were saying, it's run. It, it maybe puts more pressure than we would have liked on a on a title charge. But you know the way we keep fucking winning, I guess we're I we're anyone anyways. What whether Blaine likes it or I, not, I don't think I, it puts more pressure on at all. I think if anything, it's a go on, go yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's, it could be both, can it? Yeah, galvanize the players a bit, maybe if they weren't already, but. Um, yeah, it would soften the blow of it. Would it would certainly soften the blow of an absolutely horrendous first season without him? Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. If, 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 if we win the league, then it's a bit, it makes everything easier, doesn't it? Next season, yeah. I know it might make might think it's more pressure on the new manager, but for me, I think the fan base as a whole, having just won the league, just would relaxes. be a lot calmer. Just relax. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can have a you can have a bed in. Well, he'll be back in the Champions League. Do you know, you can. It'll be kind yeah. of that'll that'll feel like a novelty again, having been out of it. So. It'd be like, yeah, say, go, trying to do well in that. Everyone's talking about who's going to be next, but I still think, wow, there's so... It's not that I'm not bothered who's next, but I think there's so much to play for this season. It kind mm. of feels a bit like, you know, can we just play this out? <laughs> and yeah, to be, fair, to, to be fair, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably going to be Jabby Alonso, I think, is the 
Yeah. It, but, I was going to ask quickly, is there anyone you'd rather over Alonso or does he just look like the pick? I just think it probably is him. I don't uh, want the Derby. No. No. Um, even even at his even at his best, I know we've like kind of changed to more the kind of football that he plays anyway. But um, I think he is kind of new manager bouncy with him, wasn't it? Or or like I'm just kind of riding, he's riding the Brighton with. I think City, which are an Arsenal, maybe makes more sense. I just don't think it work here. Uh, and actually, I know people didn't like the Thomas Frank shout. I mean, I'm not going to say I want him to be. But I think it makes more sense than a deserve I don't think he did uh, a bad job at all. I, I, yeah, I don't think it'd be a bad. A yeah, bad before job. this season, his stock couldn't have been any higher, could it? And like his, like Redford's results this season have loads of fucking mitigation with the injuries yeah. and absences. So um, I, I just think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a three, isn't it? Of Frank, Alonso, and Nagelsmann. And yeah, I'm not. Yeah, you have to Nagelsmann man, even being honest. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't want either. him anywhere near us. But like he's maybe fr- he's free at the end of the appeal, but. He's free yeah. after the end of the Euros, isn't he? Um, he just there's so much about him again that like just puts yeah, me off. Same. Could you imagine him rocking up to Anfield dressing yeah. like he does? It feels like FSG would have definitely gone and like, I feel like like Rogers was a bit of a Nagelsmann in if you think yeah. in a few ways. Yeah. Like he was kind of a young, not bra- like yeah, kind of a young brash-ish coach who was no, who wasn't afraid to talk talk himself up and. Let's be honest, it's a bit of a weirdo away from the pitch. <laughs> uh, am, I right, am I right in saying he wasn't great at Bayern as well? I mean, did he? I don't know if he got sacked. He got sacked. He, he yeah. Sacked, yeah. I think that was partly. They, was were still on course to, they were still on course to win the league, I think, yeah. when he left. Wasn't uh, he leaking information to his girlfriend or something who was working well, at the a, Yeah, that's it. Like, you know, there's, there's just fucking drama with them, I think. A bit yeah. like Tuckle as well. But, um, but what, what do you make of Tuckle? Do you think that's an no go as well? He's out with a job in the summer. Is it? I think yeah, he because he hates he hates being back in Germany because he's got Diddy Hamann and Lothar Matthias bullying him on TV all the time. I would uh, him anyway. He, he, he said he said he wants to go back to England, so maybe he'd go back to Chelsea. Do you know what? I I, I could maybe take Tuckle. I know he's another oh, fucking wrong and but like no, thank you. I think no, he I at least he has the pedigree at least. Do you know? And he's. He's still kind of like when people say like Ancelotti or Zidane, I'm like get real, you know. It's just yeah. they just it just wouldn't it just wouldn't yeah they just wouldn't come here and to it be just fair, wouldn't though, be a fit. If we got Tuchel, uh, Van Dijk would score twenty goals in a season. <laughs> exactly. To be fair though, his, his teams at PSG and, and Dortmund weren't like his his Chelsea team were. They? I mean, could be completely wrong in saying that, but yeah, he's pretty pragmatic. He'll he'll go like in terms of. He's, he doesn't have one idea that he has to stick to in the same way that Topps evolved since he's been here, you know. Um, but I think I think Alonso is just because yeah, I think he Alonso is the one who gets everyone just on board immediately, doesn't he? I think mm. it's just easy. Yeah. And and to be fair, whilst Leverkusen, whilst Leverkusen and Liverpool are both in the same competition, nothing will be announced with him anyway. No, I don't so, think anything should be announced pre pre the end of the season anyway. If I'm being honest, no. uh, well, the, the the big knock against Alonso that I've seen is like. He'll be here for a couple of years, and then he'll want to go to Madrid. And like maybe that would be the case, but at the same time, he's going to be fucking off to Madrid. It'll mean that he's probably done at least okay for us. Mm, so yeah. it's like I don't think managers um, really like that either. In the top, top not like level. a player. 
Alonso would be young enough to go to Real Madrid in 10 years anyway. That's what I mean. He's literally yeah. just that. He could be what Klopp does, do, do five years and say, I'm, I'm ready for a break and then go to Madrid in, in you know. Plus, you don't need the next manager to be a, a, a nine-year manager. No. I mean, like, like you, you, Klopp's done a lot of the groundwork for the next guy to come in. It's whether that guy can then take us on to, to, to stay at this level and maybe win a few things. You don't still, need a miracle worker. There's still, even aside from managers, not just like the manager is fucking plug and play. We actually need uh, football director as well now, don't yeah, we? That's true, yeah. Those kind of weird reports of the club reached out to Michael Edwards. I don't know how true that was, but um, I would have been, I would have been, I would have been excited to see him come back. But he's not. So um, I guess, like, is there? This is where, I this don't where think Dave he was where, coming back. Dave, Dave will be rattling off names now. Of, I don't think he was a different role. One. He, yeah, he wasn't coming back as sporting director. I think he was to oversee the rebuild. As in, oh yeah, yeah, F- wait, 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 within FSG, I oh, think. He wasn't anything. talking about a future. This was in the past, was it? No, I no, think I'm it sorry. was. I think it was. I think it was for the future. But I think they'd offered him a complete different role in terms of restructuring mm. how, how how it operated. But they probably they're probably I mean, offering Mike Gordon's role because he doesn't want to. I don't think he wants to be. Well, he was gone, wasn't he? And he's come back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he wants out. to be there. <laughs> well, so there's too much going there. on. He had to come back. <laughs> the club were up for sale, and Jurgen's gone. He's John, John Henry's like, I'm not fucking going over there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> could be that um, Tim Stighton who's at West Ham. He's yeah, he seems to be the one, doesn't he, at the minute? Yeah, or the fella All from right. Bournemouth. Who I've yeah. never heard of. It'll, it'll be interesting, and I suppose we're still an FSG club, even if their their influence feels like. I mean, who does run the club? It is it is Klopp, isn't it? So it'll, it'll be interesting if nothing else to see who. Who steps up from within, if anyone, and then Will Spearman? Yeah, he or... seems to be getting a lot of. Uh... Well, he's Ian Gray, in- prodigy. Interesting though. times, anyway. But yeah, it's the the change that we we didn't want, but we're fucking getting. So um, I just think yeah, it, 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 in, in in all seriousness, it might be a, a, a of the best time it could have happened, really. Um, if, if he'd well, left in the summer, then my God, where would we be now? But, yeah, it, it, it like, may just be the perfect that's time. That's simultaneously for it. why it was such a gut punch as well, though, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. Had he had he quit after last season, we were all like, "Yeah, fair enough." I'd I'd, I'd walk away from this as well. The way it just imploded and felt so shit, and then he he stayed and he fucking like saw oversaw a massive change and has integrated them and has got them up to speed and at an elite level. And it's just like I think we all told ourselves. Didn't he, did, was his contract actually up this year, or had he signed the? You know, he hadn't signed the extension, had he? Technically, he was up this year, wasn't he? The second extension put it to twenty twenty four, and then he signed to twenty twenty six. He did but sign twenty twenty six. Yeah, that's what that's what the uh, in, in the quadruple season that was an extra two years on top one, it which was was taken twenty twenty six. Yeah, so but I just saw it coming. It's just a good punch. I watched the athletic thing, and the Onstein seemed to say that. It was kind of a gentleman's agreement that in 2025 he would leave, and the the last year was kind of more optional. Like 2025 was a mark him going anyway, so it's not really. It's literally a year ahead of that. So yeah, but it seems like he's not walking away from football, even though he might. No, I, I think he's so definitely I, going to manage again. That that, that interview, <coughs> he's not he's not done, is he? I think he'll take but Germany then, as the World Cup. That would be 
would be kind of like semi yeah. wouldn't it, going into international football? Because you, you don't see him going to Bayern. I could see him going back to Dortmund, maybe. But no, nah, I think I don't think he'd do the same thing twice. I think Spain just seems to. I mean, he loves a trip to Spain, doesn't he, that lad? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he he couldn't be sure. Javi just walked away from Barcelona because it's no, I don't think he'd go there. Fucking, where in Spain would he go though? Atletico, maybe. Probably Atletico, uh, he, I would say. He, he, he'd be like the perfect... Like if they wanted an old Simeone, obviously he's a better manager than Simeone as well. But hey, in terms some of, people uh, wanted Simeone for the old uh, Liverpool job, didn't they? Uh, this would be what? absolute vile, wouldn't it? Well, there you go. What? Joe Watto, we'd fucking love him. Like, yeah, on, yeah. On, on, on match day and like the shit he'd be at. When he runs down the sideline at Old Trafford, I mean, I will get that yeah. tattooed on my back. But other than that... <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, but, like wouldn't have obviously. I mean, Simeone has won two league titles at Atletico, which is. But Matt, I just think he's so Atletico now. I don't know how he'd work. He just seems like that. How many years he's there since thirteen 20... years? I think. Yeah, long, long time. Twenty eleven, twenty ten, twenty eleven. Yeah, uh, and I think he's the highest paid manager in the world as well. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty million a year. Or that's, something. A, that's that's another thing. Um, but, but I think he's yeah, always the natural back out of the kind of expect to be third, whereas it's a bit different over here, I guess. But yeah, well, I mean, we're kind of underdogs as well in the sense. Of, yeah, like, but I think if you're you know, third and playing that football, it's a bit different. Isn't it. He's got like Simeone. Simi- that, yeah, Simeone has Chelsea written all over him if he comes to England. Yeah, right. It's not does. happened. Every fucking does. With Chelsea, weren't they? My God. Yeah. As, as his football has still hasn't kicked on at all. I think he made them a little bit, didn't he? Was there a time where he made them a bit more possession based and they were shit? So he just went back. Yeah. to he, he went <laughs> yeah. back to basics. Wasn't that what happened? Yeah, the wing backs back in. Anyone who yeah. plays centre mid plays wing back for him. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> well, he was the. It was there. I think it was thirteen fourteen when they won the league, and they got to the final Champions League and should have won it. And it was it was called I forget who was calling it, but it was like it was their six four zero formation, <laughs> where Costa Diego Costa I think used to I think, yeah because I think you're right the midfielders would go to like auxiliary wing fullbacks back. or wing yeah. auxiliary fullbacks and like uh, Diego Costa and Adrian would like tuck in as well. <laughs> just the defenders and the opposition midfield just had the ball to themselves, and then they like your, your three or four though. forwards had to find a way through ten men. <laughs> It threw me off when Chelsea got that. That he was, he was he got on loan, and he just looked like he'd never played football outside of. Um, to be honest, yeah, <laughs> we were just like, well, what do I do now? We've got the ball in front of us. What do I do now? Like, oh, do you know what? Though? That was because like, he looked amazing as well. Do you remember? And it was like, yeah. oh, he's out, he's out of favour at Atletico, but he's he's a good player, and you know he he'll he'll do well. I remember like Liverpool fans were raging that we didn't get oh, on loan. Meltdown on it when we didn't sign him. <laughs> but, but you know what it was though? Like bringing <laughs> though you said there taking several out of like. Atleti, Atleti, Simeone ball. It's like when uh, you know those like undiscovered tribes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you know when you get them and like exposed to the real world, and like you're not supposed to go near them because if you do, like they're not vaccinated, and all like the common cold would just like decimate their entire village. So it's just, like tribesmen, so like you know you, you can't fucking. They took him out, and he just started melting. <laughs> yeah, it was mad. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's Klopp chat. That's Klopp chat. I mean, I'm sure Dave will have something to add next time, next week. Um, oh, you won't miss the Arsenal review. 
He'll want Arteta, that's who he'll want. <laughs> With Edu as sporting director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, pleasure as always, gents. Hopefully it's a um, positive positive weekend. And we can be... Uh, is there any midweek game next week? There isn't for a while, actually. Now oh, we've got a straight run of... of the next midweek one's the FA Cup, so we've got a nice little run of one game. Oh, Europa will yeah. be back. Is, is Europa coming back in February or March? March for us. We, I say we're not in the first um, playoff knockout round. Because we've, Luton we've, still has to get rescheduled and the FA Cup game still has to be scheduled. So I think the... Well, uh, FA Cup's midweek after the final, I'm pretty sure, and Luton could be any time. Yeah, Luton is supposed to be announced very soon, I think. Or I think because they're... They're saying if it's not announced tonight or tomorrow, then it's going to be further back. But there's a separate note. They've not actually released the. Uh, I saw someone tweeted they've not released the TV times for any games post February either, which is quite late. Super. Yeah, like cities. City is like five weeks away, and it, yeah. apparently, Nothing. apparently, we're playing at Anfield on three o'clock on the Saturday. So, yeah, roll yeah. on. Oh, at least we'll have to watch it technically. <laughs> even worse son. imagine that on a stream <laughs> how it's free when it's gone down <laughs> that happened to me the one day at Anfield last season our fucking our power went and I had to like <laughs> I, I didn't have it on like I had to I didn't have it on like my usual stream like I have like fucking now TV but I ended up having to like drive down the road to fucking Darwin running clear through and missing missing an open goal to make him fucking tune in <laughs> It's like Jesus, what am I doing? I did like it's like you're never walk alone kicks in. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> but yeah, hoping for a better experience than that this weekend. So uh, yeah, enjoy, lads, and maybe seeing you very soon. Oh yes. Oh aye. Oh aye. We'll keep that one under wraps a little bit. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, um, follow us on Twitter at Tobred Podcast. Uh, leave a five star review on all of your podcast apps. And um, we will be in your ears again next week. See you then.